Rio Hondo Prep Football is one of the best kept secrets in all of Southern California. As one of the smallest enrollments year in and year out, the CARES have won 14 CIF championships and have been one of the most successful programs throughout their history. Welcome to A Charge to Keep, the official podcast of Rio Hondo Prep Football. And now, bringing you the latest news and content from his alma mater, a CIF champion in 2001, from the class of 2003, here's your host, Matt Ursima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of A Charge to Keep. The football season is officially here. Summer is over. It's behind us. Summer. Thank you. Thank you for that fun, fun time in the sun. Uh, it's time to move on to the fall and play some real hondo prep football even though it starts in august hey it's the fall season august 26th this friday the season starts against the el monte lions at care park in irwindale we've been pumping this up for the past three months we've had some great episodes talking about real hondo past but now it is time to talk about the present and the future we have a, a great group of guys, a young team who is ready to rock and roll this Friday night and play hard for Rio Hondo Prep. Listen, this team is young, um, a ton of freshmen, a ton of sophomores, only a handful of uh, seniors and juniors, really. So uh, that is definitely a concern. But hey, what? Uh, where would the fun be if it was going to be easy, right? So we could see some growing pains this season. I'm excited for the growth of the team, see where they start, see where they finish. Uh, but man, we're done talking about it. It's, it's now time to uh, react and to play the game and kick this thing off and to have actual games to talk about. I've been at practices the past few weeks, uh, getting some interviews with the guys and coach Carson, of course. And uh, we're, we're back in the saddle here on our Sunday morning podcast, where I will be doing this throughout the season, Sunday morning with coach Carson, recapping what occurred on Friday night, uh, maybe answering some tough, tough questions from you fans out there who, uh, who hopefully will be uh, contacting us either through uh, social media, uh, through email. That's always nice. Nice uh, charge to keep pod at gmail.com. That is a great place to send your questions or content or topics or whatever. Uh, and then of course the voicemails, which I'm always a fan of. It's uh, great to hear you guys on the podcast uh, other voices that is, and to see coach Carson react, it, it's pretty fun. So let's get this thing to the next level guys. I want a uh, great fan interaction this year in, in moving forward. Just, uh, after every game, I'll post the links and reminders, of course, but a uh, real hondo prep football. It's officially here this Friday. Uh, no more next week or a couple of weeks. It's here. The time is now the place is here. So, uh, can't wait this time next week. We'll be talking to Coach Carson about what happened Friday night. And for those of you that cannot make the game this Friday, 
uh, in person, uh, please check out the NFHS network. There is a subscription fee, but it would cost you money to come to the games anyway. And I know the app can be a little shady at times, but um, Clark Bollinger and Kyle Horton, who you heard from last week, have put in a lot of work and are very, very excited about uh, their broadcasting this season. So uh, be sure to subscribe to that. And you can cancel after the season, you know, but you're able to go back and look at other games and rewatch games. I'll, I've subscribed, even though I'll be at most of these games uh, for a couple of months, three months. Hey, it's uh, it's a cost that I think is well worth it. So uh, in addition to Kyle and uh, Clark Bullinger coming on the, prog- the program uh, last week, I have a special treat for you today. I have uh, the public address announcer of the Real Hondo Prep football team, Dylan Davis, will be joining us here shortly to talk about uh, his contributions to Real Hondo football. And what's interesting about Dylan is that he followed in the footsteps of his father. For so many of us, we played under those Friday Night Lights with uh, Mr. Dan Davis uh, at uh, behind the microphone. I can uh, still remember him uh, just calling Touched, calling out touchdowns, Josh Krieger, uh, you know, Jace, Jacob Blake. And, and remember the first time he got to call my name, I don't have many highlights or anything, but he always called your name as, you know, uh, announced the starters, right? That stuff like that. So Mr. Dan Davis's voice is rather iconic uh, and, and just a great public address announcer for Rio Hondo Prep Football. And it's pretty cool that his son, Dylan Davis, who just graduated, by the way, a couple of years ago, is following in his footsteps and, and taking over. So, you got Kyle Horton and Clark Bollinger kind of doing the broadcasting. And now you got Dylan Davis uh, doing things uh, up in the booth, up in the behind the mic, the voice of the cares, if you will. So we'll talk to Dylan about his baseball championship. He won a couple of years ago, but mostly about real Honda prep football and following in his father's footsteps. So after Dylan, we'll bring on coach Carson, but I thought let's hear from uh, the guy we're going to be hearing a lot from this year, hopefully calling a lot of touchdowns for the cares. Let's bring on Dylan Davis. All right, we're now joined by the voice of the Cares, who you will be hearing in Irwindale, California, on Friday nights very, very soon. Dylan Davis, what's up, man? Welcome to the Charge the Key podcast. What's up? Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Matt. Uh, Dylan, you know, you have a very unique situation in the in the the fact that you followed in your dad's footsteps for so many of us. Dan Davis, that iconic voice at Carefield, uh, you know, it echoed throughout Milo Ann and Farna there. So uh, big shoes to fill. To fill. Do you uh, do you feel that pressure at all? Honestly, not really. Uh, is is a is a it was a cool thing because uh, when I was asked to do it, I was kind of like, you know, I didn't really know if I wanted to do it, and I was like, eh, maybe not. Um, but I ended up doing it and it was really easy to just go ask him like, Hey, what did you do that made, you know, your job easier or made you, you think sounds good or whatever. So I think I, I think I was just ahead of the game with him doing it. Cause I was able to just ask him uh, what he did. And I try to, uh, if you listen, if you ever listen to games and you old games and you hear him, I basically say the same stuff that he said. Uh, so I basically just copy what he did. So I think it actually kind of helped me out. Uh, and I, and yeah, I've gotten a lot of, you sound, like your dad when you do it and no uh, that's i think that's a good thing i'd rather have that than people saying you know what are you doing up there you sound like sound horrible so that's fine with me <laughs> no that's that's very well said i mean um yeah if it's not broke don't fix it if you're following the footsteps of a legend why not uh you know go, go with what works for him i mean 
I always like, he was very simple. You hear some of these PA guys all over mm-hmm. the country now, and they just, they're trying to do play, but they're trying to do too much. Mr. Yeah. Davis always kept it simple, right to the point. We're all watching the game. We all know what's happening, but he would just announce details. And is that kind of your, your style? Yeah. You said? Yeah. So if you, as you, when you're doing public address, your job is not play by play. It's not the same as a radio or a TV as a TV guy, right? You're, Everyone there is watching the game. So I always kind of think of it, I'm doing a perfect job if no one even realizes I'm there, but if I wasn't, they would, right? So if if, if no one even really thinks about it, because right after the play, you know, I just say uh, Guerrero on the carry tackled after a gain of five by John Doe, uh, second and five, Rio Hondo, right? And I, and I say that, everyone sees that, they saw what happened, they can write down their stats or whatever. And they don't really think about it too much. That's what I think makes it good. When you hear guys out there trying to sound, you know, have all these catchphrases or giving play-by-play, it doesn't sound good. If you've ever been to a professional sporting event, that never happens, right? So <laughs> I try to I try to uh, just, yeah, keep it simple right after the play, say what needs to be said quick, uh, remain relatively impartial. Occasionally I'll give a little, uh, give them a little more emphasis when – uh, for Rio, obviously, but, uh, you know, keep it professional and short and sweet. Yeah, pretty much. That That's cool. And, and, you know, I haven't been to many sporting events here in, in, um, Southern California in a while, but the, I mean, every, all the pros do such a good job. I mean, the Lakers guy, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Tanner, he's, he's pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dodgers had, had a guy for a long time. Are there any, do you find yourself going to sporting events and maybe listening to the PA guys a little closer now that you're doing it? Yeah. Now that I've done it, I think I do. Uh, I've mostly probably only been to baseball games. I, I've, I'm hopefully going to be going to SoFi this year to see a Chargers game, but I've never seen a football a professional football game live. Um, but when you, yeah, when you hear baseball, it's, it's a little different because you're talking a little more cause you're talking every single batter. Uh, and they maybe give it a little more, you have a little more fun in baseball saying names, but I still think it's it's the same thing, right? You're not you're you're not trying to draw the attention to yourself as the public address announcer. You let the the guys in the field do that. That's why they're there. So, um, yeah, but I definitely do listen a little closer when I'm at a you know an Angel game or uh, Cal State Fullerton baseball or something like that. A little listen a little closer. And both those those places got really good PA guys. So, yeah, Chris Chris Alba, who uh, is the uh, Cal State Fullerton guy, he's done it forever and good friend of mine he does our intro for this podcast yeah. and he's been on the get home safe podcast he's done it all i gotta i gotta connect you guys maybe so you can uh, oh sit yeah with, dude <laughs> sit, sit with him at a game you, you'd love it man i'll tell you yeah quakes game or something um well uh speaking of uh baseball dylan it was 2019 before kind of mm-hmm. all the madness and everything started uh a heck of a, a football season but uh a legendary Baseball season for Rio Hondo. You were a proud member of Rio's first ever baseball championship in 2019. Right. Talk to me about uh, that season in baseball and the and the run you guys made in the playoffs. Man, that was that was just a fun a fun year because um, we knew we had a good group, and I think you know at Rio, it's it's football. Football is always it's a football school, right? And everyone knows that, and that's a good thing. I'm not I'm not uh, bashing that at all. But I think, you know, every once in a while you have what, you know, you call baseball guy, you know, this guy's been playing since he was little and he really, you know, he one of those type of guys. And we had like a bunch of them, right? We were just a team of guys who really, really enjoyed baseball and 
happen to have some pretty good talent. I mean, um, we had two pitchers who were lights out, uh, Evan Ford and Jack Van Cleve. They both um, were really, really good. And that's, I think, the reason that separated us from any Rio team in the past is having two guys that were basically aces like that. Um, and then we hit really well one through nine, especially one through four with the Lang brothers, Evan four and Alex Vasquez. Um, we hit really well one through nine. Um, those guys were really good. Jake, I mean, Jake was insane too at hitting, especially. Um, so we just had a team of guys that were really in on it and we liked and we liked playing baseball because a lot of times when you see Rio playing another sport, it's like, oh, that's a bunch of football players trying to play baseball or basketball, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. And a lot of times we're really good at it anyway. Um, but it was just kind of a different vibe uh, that we all really, really loved playing baseball and we all wanted to be there. And uh, we just got hot at the right time. I think that's what happens to a lot of teams. Um, but we were, yeah, we were really good. Uh, just had a lot of uh, talent and a really good attitude going through that season. What about yourself, Dylan? What position did you play? I know you contributed uh, uh, greatly to that team. And, you know, as that that Davis family, I remember them being big Angel fans, big baseball family that had to mean a lot to uh, win a title there, uh, you know, with your, your proud dad watching as well. <laughs> yeah, we were definitely – our family is definitely a baseball, baseball family. Uh, I don't know if you can see behind me. I've got some memorabilia up behind me. My dad kind of started that collection, and I've kind of kept it going um but yeah we're a huge baseball family I uh played uh outfield on that team uh got moved I I played I started playing catcher actually in uh, my freshman year with uh coach Todd Carson but then uh, Jake Lang transferred in and he was just way better than me so I uh, got <laughs> booted to the outfield but that was fine by me I actually enjoyed the outfield didn't think I was going to uh but then I actually had a lot of fun out there so I played the outfield uh usually center or right uh, depending on the field that we were playing on usually. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was awesome being a guy whose favorite sport was baseball. Uh, yeah, it was really, really cool to go out there and, you know, it was kind of it, every single game in that playoffs, except for first round, first round knew we were going to win. <laughs> uh, the team wasn't very good, but besides that, every single game is kind of like, man, this could be the last time I ever really play baseball. I'm just going to go out there and have fun. I got seven innings to seven innings to just go for it. Uh, and is it was, it was just, you know every game we ended up coming in clutch and and we kept kept winning so uh, it was it was a lot of fun and obviously growing up at Rio never seeing a baseball championship because we've never done it it was cool to be part of the first one for sure oh definitely and I and I've seen the banner it's up there in in uh, the Stiver Center I, yeah. I did a double take I was like baseball oh yeah 2019 <laughs> yeah and uh, it looks sharp man I, any anytime a banner so I don't care what it is girls volleyball baseball uh, f football I mean more we need the, the gold is to, to line that uh, all the way around Stivers, yeah right We're, we got one side covered it's time to start on the other one uh yeah. anyway um, no, you guys are fun to watch because you, you, you did it all. Your pitching was wonderful. Uh, defense was good. You guys, you guys, uh, you know, you, you bunted, you, you stole bases. You had a little power in that lineup too. So hmm. a complete team and one that, uh, I I'm sure is just, uh, we'll, we'll go down in history as one of the best baseball teams in Rio. What about football for you, Dylan, that, that year, um, if I'm, let's see, that was 2018, the football season then, 2018, right? 2018. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, I believe you guys beat uh, a first round opponent uh, in uh, Hawthorne. Hawthorne, uh, yeah, at Rio, and then lost 
a tough, a heartbreaker to Artesia. A crazy game, yeah. Right? So that was kind of how your football career ended. But talk to me about your experience with Rio football since, as you mentioned, it is a football school. Yeah, so I grew up, obviously, in care playing football, and I didn't – I hated it. I didn't like – I was really (laughs) small. I didn't like playing it. I was the kid who, you know, they stuck at free safety every two plays because I had to go in. Uh, I did not want to play at all um, until I got into into Rio in about seventh grade. And I kind of, I think I finally like actually hit someone once and I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Uh, so I started, I started really uh, enjoying it um, in junior high and high school. And yeah, going through high school, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun uh, getting to just be a part of, you know, what I, cause I saw, I saw one of the best eras ever watching growing up, like, 2005 to 2012 was like my when I was a kid watching Rihanna prep football and those are some really really good teams um so it was, it was cool to be on the field uh wearing the jersey like a lot of guys that I'd see a lot of my coaches growing up um and yeah we had some pretty my junior and senior years we had some pretty good pretty decent teams my junior year team was actually really good uh I think maybe kind of lost to history a little bit. Uh, we ended up playing the eventual state champions in the quarterfinals my junior year, and we gave them their toughest win of their whole season. Who was uh, that? Orange. Oh, that's 20, right. In 2017. Uh, yeah. We gave them a game. We were injured, and we gave, them a, we gave them a game, and they ended up kind of blowing through the rest and winning state championships. So, and the, and the only other – our other losses were to Pauly, who was the Division 10 school and had a really good team, and Big Bear, who won the Division 12 CIF championship. Uh, and I think we had one more early season loss. But, like, my junior year was really good. And my senior year, we came out, and we had a uh, – I think one thing I remembered is that we could throw the ball really well. More than, <laughs> more than like, you know, you're used to Rio, like, three yards in a cloud of dust, run the ball up the middle. Um but we could we could sling it. Evan was a really good passer. Jake and Martin, Jake Lang and Martin Chang on the outside were really good receivers. So we had a we had a lot of fun kind of uh, playing maybe a different. We, and we it was still real football. Did everything the same way, um, but just threw the ball a little more. And yeah. so that was a really fun team to be a part of. Uh, and yeah, we had we had a good good year. We ran into uh, Artesia in the quarters, and they. They're just a you know big school who had a lot of talent and it was a crazy game going back and forth the whole time. The I think we lost by four at the end and we were driving down the field that last game and uh, we and you know Evan made a couple really good throws to get us down close to the goal line and then we had a pass tip and intercepted. So um, that was a it was a it was a tough game but that team was a whole lot of fun. Um, a lot of guys who again, like how do you get attitude about it? We're there ready to work, get better and wanted to, wanted to be there. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I had so much fun uh, playing football at Rio, even though, you know, I never liked it growing up. It was a, it was a lot of fun for me. Uh, yeah. Playing on those teams for sure. I think there's a lot of kids like that at, at care and Rio, you know, there's such an emphasis on it, but as kind of guys end up leaving, your class, maybe some of the, you know, we'll say uh, better athletes or whatever that just happens for, for a lot of classes. So uh, some, some of them stay, but you know, you kind of are pushed to the forefront, whether you like it or not, kind of like this year's team, a ton of freshmen and sophomores yeah. are going to have to have to step up. Yeah, um, for sure. But, but that era Dylan, to your point was very, 
that was a big step up time. Rio had gone through the four titles in seven years and then kind of in those mid, uh, you know, those mid teens there, the 20 teens, it was a step up time. You guys played Hawthorne. You guys had to win a playoff game in the highest division at that time. Mm-hmm. Of course, division seven last year, of yeah, course, the yeah. big win, but um, you know, playing Hawthorne orange, um, Artesia. These are huge schools that mm-hmm. the Rio played and competed with and, and either beat or could have won. So, uh, you're part of a special, special time, man. Uh, every area is special. So, um, yeah, I, I remember your, your guys' teams. They were exciting to watch and definitely took Rio to, to a, a new level. Uh, let yeah. me ask you, you got a nice helmet back there behind you, uh, not just your playing helmet, but your, yeah. uh, like a, a, a mini helmet, man. Where'd you get that? We got it. A, a mini helmet. Okay. So I had that. I think I just had a blank white one growing up. It was probably my dad's or I found it at a garage sale or something. And then I just literally with printer paper printed out the crest and the stripes and made the old white Rio helmet. Uh, And I've had it on my desk ever since. So that's kind of, it's, it's cool. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of jacked up now, but it's been there for like 10 years, probably at least. So. Hey, Uh, I see, I see a business opportunity here for you. I I know (laughs) I know many fans would love to have one of those mini helmets on their desk. Yeah, let's uh, let's put our heads cool. together. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's do it. <laughs> that is cool, man. Well, um, Dylan, the opener, actually the first two games are at home. So you're busy on Friday nights, which, which I'm sure you like. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you like, I mean, Rio does such a good job of uh, doing the little things, right. Uh, building up the program, whether it's a pregame ceremony or, uh, the homecoming is always a big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Whenever there's a homecoming or uh, a special event or, you know, I don't know, some some big pregame ceremony. There was a great 9-11 uh, thing you guys did last year. Is that mm-hmm, extra yeah. work for is it extra work for you to do or is it just kind of like, all right, hey, this is uh, the job I was asked to do? Um, so the so whenever we do something like uh, like a, a ceremony kind of like that. So the 9-11 uh, thing last year when we painted the field the the red white and blue stripes uh and then yeah coach Carson just asked me to give a short uh short little speech you know I wrote a paragraph or two uh in a moment of silence for the 20 years anniversary of 9-11 um so yeah it's a you know uh, it's a that took maybe a little more work but nothing nothing more than a little extra preparation it's not like a a big thing to stress out about homecoming uh, homecoming is a little bit of an ordeal that week. Cause I have to, uh, cause the, we practice the halftime show before. So I'm at the, the, the preps for that halftime show and we're, uh, you know, going through the script of what I'm going to say. I cut things out sometimes. I'm like, I'm not going to say that that's embarrassing. Uh, I'm not going to do that whatever you, um, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, a it, it's not too much, a little extra preparation, uh, but it's not too much uh, when we have things like that. And most games, um, I mean, my job is honestly, I think, easier than the guys who end up doing the play-by-play because I don't have to spill, fill space with me talking because no, no yeah. one cares about that. So I just, <laughs> you know, I just need to I need to get the rosters for the other teams. I'll go down on the field, uh, find a coach from one of the other teams and make sure I pronounce everyone's name right uh, because, you know, I don't want someone's mom from the other team coming up in the press box and yelling at me for – saying their kid's name wrong. Um, but that's basically, that's basically all I have to do. I don't have a big, uh, I don't have to do a whole lot of prep. Uh, I get there. I get there early. Cause I like to be there early and watch, watch them warm up and stuff. But Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, well the, the nine 11 
uh, speech last year was phenomenal. I was like, who, who wrote, I thought someone else wrote it, but, but Mark said, no, Dylan, I was like, wow, that was a very, very well done, uh, sir. So oh, uh, props <laughs> to you on that. Um, must be that Cal state Fullerton education, you know, oh, I've yeah. heard that those Cal state Fullerton graduates, they're different. They're, they're special people. If I must yeah, say so. They are. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what are you studying at Fullerton? Economics. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Economics. Nice, going into my uh senior year so that's awesome man congrats yeah. uh it's a special special time uh great school great school um <laughs> now as 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 someone who has had his last name butchered throughout my entire life <laughs> yeah matt matt hersema uh, hey, yeah. it, it doesn't look that way i understand that but i've heard hersema hiroshima uh, <laughs> hamariza perkahima uh Anyway, people add letters. It's hilarious. So mm. who is on the Rio team, maybe in the past or, mm. or present? Who's a name that was like a tongue twister for, for you? I remember Alex Eskiaki always so, seemed a little difficult to say. Yeah. So that was the first one that came to mind was Alex. Uh, luckily, I, he was only a grade younger than me. So I went to high school with him. So I knew how to say his name. Nice. Um, but Alex Eskiaki is definitely one that I don't think any visiting PA ever got right, which I can't really blame him. Uh, Eski, yeah, Eskiaki was, uh, was interesting. Um, I feel like just cause I'm, I'm around the school, I've, I haven't never really had a big problem with Rio guys. Uh, I'm trying to think. Flores. Was there a was, was there a visiting team or anything where you're like, oh, uh, dude, there is just... some, there is some weird visiting teams. So, uh, and some things that I'm just like, I'm, I'm not sure. So we played Campbell Hall last year. And they, they had a guy whose last name was spelled S-A-L-E-H-I. And I was, I, and it ended up being Sally. Um, but I'm like, you know, it's just something weird like that where you could say it probably six different ways and you just don't really know. Um, <laughs> and it's usually things like that. Like I, I haven't really had any really hard, big, long names. Um, and it's yeah it's usually not a big deal let's go ask a coach before hey how do you say this guy's name and they usually don't mind talking to me a little bit so it's so it's so simple that it just takes a little bit of professionalism to hey go down hey here's a roster mm -hmm. um if if it's all you know mike jones and and you know scott uh scott yeah, so, henderson that, then yeah, fine, some but, it's easy yeah and a good a really good uh you know, school or program, they'll have some pronunciation guides at the bottom, yeah. but still it's nice to hear. So, so that's cool, man. Keep up the professionalism, keep up the good work. Uh, your dad did the PA for a long time. Is this something you think you're going to be doing for quite some time, Dylan? Uh, I mean, I couldn't tell you, uh, if I'm free to do it, I I'll, I'll happily do it. Uh, I like doing it. I get to go to the games and watch from, watch from up high. I get to see everything well. So, uh, I enjoy doing it. Uh, definitely if, if I'm, if I'm able to, I, I probably will. So very yeah. cool. Well, Hey, if you're interested, I'll talk to my buddy, Chris, and we'll see <laughs> if we can get you to a, a quakes game or a Titan game. Even now that, now that I know you're a Fullerton guy, we'll, yeah. we'll maybe get you to sit with him and, and chat with him and That'd be cool, see, the, yeah. see how the pros do it. Anyway, Dylan, thanks for doing yeah. this bright and early Sunday morning. Yeah. Hey, save the voice this week, man. You're, you're getting yeah. game ready Friday yeah, night, right? Ready. This, yeah. It's Friday night. It's going to be fun. Looking forward can't, to it. Can't wait. Dylan, thanks for all you do for your contributions. Congrats on all your success, man. And uh, yeah, I, I miss hearing your, I, I love the work you do, but I think if we're on all of us alums, we miss hearing that Dan Davis voice echoing throughout because uh, you usually meant good things. Oh, I do too. So, you know, that's, that's fine. <laughs> all right. 
keep the tradition going, man. Thanks so much, Dylan. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Dylan Davis. That was a lot of fun. It's so crazy how guys age and I know I'm just an old guy now, but like, I remember when Dylan was a little guy, like a little, little guy, baby and a whatever in his uh, infant. And I remember when he would cry, not to embarrass you, Dylan, but I remember when he'd cry occasionally and Mr. Davis would just start laughing at him <laughs> and he toughened him up real quick. So uh, Mr. Davis, one of my favorite uh, teachers and of course the great work he did in the PA. Dylan is uh, doing a great job himself uh, there with the public address and Rondo Prep Football, man, I'm telling you, it's in good hands. Um, the 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 production is uh, going great. It's in good hands with Coach Carson, uh, the public address announcer, very professional in Dylan Davis. The uh, broadcast team of Kyle Horton, Clark Bollinger, they're doing a phenomenal job. Uh, you guys seem to like this podcast. We're going to try to take this to the next level. So the coverage for Real Hondo is really, uh, is really, I would say, second to none right now. Let's let's get this. Let's get this, uh, continue this going as a first-class operation. I'm very, very excited for that. And man, Dylan mentioned the, those homecomings at Rio Hondo. Ooh, that, that's a production all in all in itself. Thirty-minute halftime or whatever, and uh, I'm sure he has a lot to do on those. So, uh, if you come to the game this Friday, you will hear Dylan Davis calling the action from above. Is uh, that Davis voice? I'm sure you'll recognize it. Very similar to his father's, but. Uh, Dylan does a great job and thanks so much for coming on the program, Dylan. That was fun. And congrats on not just the, not just the baseball championship, but, but of course that Cal state Fullerton degree. I mean, the, the, the few and the proud, my friend, congratulations on uh, your upcoming graduation. Uh, now it's time guys to bring on coach Carson. I already have one question in the bank here from a fan that, uh, that wrote in. So hopefully we have a few more from you guys. I have some questions for Mark and uh, we're going to preview this this game Friday, man. We got we've been talking about the El Monte Lions all summer, but now it's time to uh, time for game week. And it's it's school starts tomorrow. Football, the season starts tomorrow. I mean, I'm going to ask coach about the schedule of the week. Maybe is there a pep rally? What what's going on this week? And of course, game day this Friday, August 26th at seven o'clock. Can't wait to get it going. Let's bring on the man in charge, HCMC head coach Mark Carson. Well, that music can only mean one thing. We are joined by head coach Mark Carson. He is the eye of the tiger from his great coaching days at Cary Youth League with the Covina Tigers. So, Coach Carson, we might play that for you every week. How's it going, Coach? It's game week. I love it. Um, Yeah, bring me back to my roots where I uh, got it all started from the coaching ranks, right? Coaching the Tigers in Covina. Great time. Where you, where you learned it all, right? You learned, learned it all. <laughs> yeah, Coach Davis, Coach Reed, you know, taught me the nuts and bolts of uh, coaching. So true. And, and, and people don't want to know this, or maybe, you know, I, I do know, Mark, there's another connection between us. You were once a Gator, uh, mm-hmm. played for the, the blue and white there. But, hey, I, I know that uh, your coaching days, you know, or, or probably the most important times yeah. for you so yeah a lot of influence there in Covina got recruited away but yeah back then there was only there was only one one Wingate team in Covina and uh, if you were there you're on the Gators so a proud Gator as well awesome Mark well we're moving on up in the world we got a little intro song for you we got you got a, a microphone I, I lent to you there I think the sound's gonna be a little better I mean hey let's uh, let's keep uh climbing the ladder here that's right everything's stepping up a notch that's right hey that 
speaking of that, it's time to step up a, a notch this season. Um, we've been talking all summer about Friday night and it is upon us, man. It's finally here. We're, we're excited. Guys are ready to go. Just wrapped up our, uh, our camp and, um, everyone's healthy coming in, which is not always the case, but, uh, we got through camp, um, relatively unscathed besides your typical bumps and bruises is from playing football and, uh, guys are ready to go. JVs have a game on Tuesday. Um, first time in a few years, we've had a full JV schedule. So we're looking forward to that for those guys. And, um, then varsity Friday night home against El Monte. Well, uh, Mark, uh, we got to each see El Monte play this last Friday. They lost to Pomona. Um, I was uh, watching on the new NFHS app, which we will uh, continue to promote for fans. But um, uh, what I saw, you tell me what you saw, but what I saw was uh, a team that, you know, jumped out to a 13 nothing lead and then ended up losing 26-13. They seemed pretty well organized, pretty, pretty um, I don't know, they, they're flying around, around the ball on defense, very athletic quarterback, but I don't know what happened if they just ran out of gas or what. What, what were your thoughts from El Monte's loss Friday night? Yeah, who knows? Could be um, early season conditioning, but um, yeah, they looked really good from the jump. They had um, a chance to go up 20 to nothing, uh, first and goal inside the, I think maybe inside the six, and uh, Pomona stopped them uh, on fourth down, I think on the one yard line, looked really close from our vantage point. And then um, Pomona kind of held on, made some adjustments at halftime and, and uh, put on a, uh, I don't know, put up 26 points in the second half. Um, got some turnovers. Yeah, but El Monte um, looks like they could have won that game. And, yeah, very well coached, uh, very well organized. Got some dudes. Uh, QB, you mentioned. Um, one of the running backs who also plays slot is good. Their Mike linebacker, 44, was all over the field uh, making plays. And so um, we're going to have our hands full Friday night. Definitely. I think it's going to be a physical game. Uh, El Monte's always run the ball well, but I think they've added an element here kind of with the spread attack and uh, utilizing the quarterback. I mean, he had a play opening drive. Uh, it was like fourth and five and he busted off uh, a fake zone read and a play up the middle. He, he ran for about 60 yards. So uh, you guys are going to have to play uh, assignment football on Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, can't lose. Uh, can't lose the QB. Got to play assignment football. Got to know your gap responsibility, your fit, your run fits. And then um, they throw the ball well, too. And uh, that, the ball is coming out. Um, I think every time we counted, it came out in less than three seconds, usually almost two. And so um, hard to get to them as well. What's kind of a, a standard for you guys defensively with these teams that pass so much? Uh, what What is the time frame you do want to get to the quarterback? Do you want to get to him uh, within that four-second range? Yeah, I mean, it depends when they're throwing it. A lot of these spread teams throw it under three, and so it's really hard to get to them. You can run full speed unabated, and you might not get there if you're coming from the edge. And so um, but getting in his throwing lanes, um, mixing up our coverages so we're not predictable that way, and um, making him uncomfortable, you know, either with coverage scheme or uh, by getting to him and getting him off his spot. Um, a lot of these QBs uh, will look really good until, until they get hit a couple times too. And then <laughs> that changes, you know, and that's every QB. That's just not, you know, it's every QB. Uh, just try to make them uncomfortable. I, I love when the the experts say, oh, this quarterback doesn't like to get hit. I, I don't know of any quarterback in the history of the, the world who likes to get hit. So it's kind uh, of a, you yeah. know, it's a what, <laughs> but, but the point is still, hey, get to this guy, uh, the best 
the best pass defense is a strong pass rush. Exactly. And um, we did, we got uh, a scheme to do that. And uh, we got some dudes that can do that too. So what I saw Mark was also a pretty, pretty big physical offensive line they had. Uh, and, and and some of those guys play defensively too. Um, some big bodies out there. You guys are uh, definitely undersized and undermanned. So that's going to be a challenge for you this Friday and all season, right? Yeah. Nothing new for us there. So it's going to really test our guys, um, toughness. Uh, cause yeah, you're not, they're not going to be able to run through these guys. Um, gotta be smart about how we play and, uh, be tough cause you're going to, you're going to get hit on the defensive side of the ball as well. This is not uh, a warm-up game by any means. You know, sometimes Alabama will play, uh, I don't know, Western Kentucky or something. Uh, right. This is not one of those games. This is a strong football team and a real good test for you guys to open up the season. Yeah, right out of the gate and um, no scrimmage for us. Um, and uh, they have a game already under their belt. And so um, we're going to have to come out ready to go. We think we're ready. And, um, but there's always that big question mark as a coaching staff, you're like, all right, are these guys, uh, going to be about it? Are they, are they ready to go? And we're, we're hoping we are. Very cool. I know you have them prepared and, uh, we're just, we're excited. We, we can't wait to, uh, for, you know, to start all the second guessing we can do for, from you and, and, uh, the staff, you know, Hey, expectations are high, man, at Rio. And, and I would, I would, I talked at you at practice about this, but I, I do want to, emphasize it again um this team is young you have all everything in ryan mccullough uh some good juniors as well but you have a ton of freshmen and sophomores mark and uh the expectations are high at rio uh but i do want people to understand that this team is young and some of these freshmen and sophomores are going to have to do things that other freshmen and sophomores at rio have never had to do yeah we were joking and we're like man this would be an um, with all these guys playing varsity, we're, we're like, imagine if they were just JV only, like, like we've had in the past, like this would be the greatest JV team ever, but, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna have a baptism by fire and they're going to be in there. They're going to have to, um, play varsity level competition. We'll, we'll, we'll probably be starting on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, half the team may, may be lower classmen and which is crazy, including on the O-line. And so, um, <laughs> So they're, 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 yeah, RHP family, just be ready. There may be some growing pains, um, but but they're going to represent well, and they're going to go out and play hard, and, and they're they're looking forward to the challenges as well. Yeah, what an opportunity for them to, hey, we were playing eighth grade football last year. Oh, hey, we're varsity. All right, let's go. You know, yep. <laughs> playing, yep. playing guys three years older than us. Um, Mark, it was fun being at your practices, seeing behind the scenes how much you guys work. Uh, I got to give some credit to, well, all your coaches, but one guy I love is AJ Corsini. We share a birthday uh, and um, he's just my kind of guy. He's your head JV coach, but he works with the D line. He had some hilarious (laughs) quotes, man, that I just want, he, he has a way to say things. I'll say one of my favorites was when he was yelling at guys, do not disappoint your parents. Like I thought that one was, (laughs) that one was fantastic. Cause what parent wouldn't get behind that? The king of one liners. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's, he brings the energy, right? He's, he's, he's a hype guy. guy. And yeah, he, he's, uh, you never know uh, what clever, funny thing he's going to say, but it keeps the guys loose and uh, has a way to get, get um, on the guys without, um, like you said, without um, demeaning them really, but more and more um, they take it that way. And uh, uh, as long as they take it the right way, they know who he is, which, which is a real, you know, you're going to know your coaches pretty well. We spend a lot of time together. So 
Uh, I've, I've, I've been around a ton of coaches, Mark, and I've seen yeah. guys overstep and to you, like you said, demean guys and, and really uh, go over the line there. And, and yeah. AJ does a fantastic job of getting, you know, knowing the balance and, and, and how much kids can take and how much criticism and, and that's tough in today's age. You're, you're hard on your guys too, but I think the real coaching staff expects a lot from the players, but is never going to uh, overdo it and, and demean its players. Yeah. I try to be demanding, but not demeaning. I think that's the oh. fine line you try to walk, you know? Yeah. I love it. That's well said, man. you got a million and one, uh, one liners yourself. <laughs> that is great. Uh, Mark, a few questions uh, for you. First of all, from uh, Manny Bajorquez, the mm-hmm. West Point yeah. grad, former Tiger, uh, yeah. writing us in. He, he, hey, just so the boys know, we got the, you know, the U.S. military following uh, closely here, uh, the Real Hondo program. A great teammate, Manor, was uh, with me as well. Um, he said, hey, Matt, hope you're doing well. Keep up the great work. I have a question for Coach Carson. Looking back this summer and following the end of a great season, is there anything you would have done differently to be better, pre- better prepared for this season? Good luck this season and go Rio. So I think he's just pretty much, you know, as a, as a coach, you, you probably have some second guessing you do, Mark, occasionally, but you seem well organized throughout the summer. But is there any changes maybe you would do uh, maybe in the future even? Um. It's a great question, Maynard. Thanks for writing in. I think um, maybe looking back, it would have been it would have been um, good to get a scrimmage, and uh, mm. rather than just going in week one, um, we we've gone away from scrimmaging um, to keep our guys fresh. You know, um, everything we can. You know, our focus on all our preparation is right preparing them to play, but also keep them as fresh as possible. Um, but with this group, how young we were. It, it, it might have been served us better to have a scrimmage um, in the past. We haven't needed it we're coming out and we've come out really sharp against teams who have scrimmaged and played week zero. Um, so um, it, we, we did try to find a scrimmage, but um, to find a week one scrimmage is kind of hard because a lot of people play play zero week. The list gate worth playing the game that week. So, um, but had we, you know, maybe searched a little harder to find a scrimmage, that would have been something I would have changed. Well, it's, it's kind of a catch 22, right? Like you want to get your guys some game speed reps and get to hit someone else other than each other. But at the same time, you know, health is a concern and, and depth and you, you know, yeah. the NFL guys, they never, no one plays in the preseason anymore. It's just opportunity yeah. for other guys. So it is a balance and um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, either way, Mark, either way, you're, you're good to go, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We right. think so. And, and we kind of, we've taken the Sean McVay um, approach before Sean McVay took the Sean McVay approach. Um, and, you know, we just think our guys, number one, they got to be fresh and healthy. Um, and so um, that's what we have in mind. But yeah, like you said, with the, you know, with the young group, it, it might've been beneficial for them to see some live action before uh, a Friday night situation in a real game. Well, uh, about halfway through the first quarter, they'll, they'll know what they got into. Yeah, exactly. uh, this <laughs> so that's our uh, the first quarter. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, Mark, I, I do want to encourage fans to send in questions like Maynard did. It could be about anything. We'll have some game, uh, you know, game tape to, to actually talk about. Um, but, uh, you know, I have some questions for you, too, uh, as well. And guys, again, voicemails or emails or uh, commenting on social media. Coach Carson loves loves the feedback and uh, the privilege of the pressure to be the head coach at Real right. Prep. HCMC, Mark, that's that's going to be your little your little hashtag, head coach Mark Carson. <laughs> HCMC, I got to get a little sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I asked the fans a few weeks ago, who would be some teams you'd like to see on Rio's schedule and uh, in future and, and got some great feedback. A few of them on there, uh, Northview, um, Pasadena and Muir came up. Of course, Arcadia, who we beat back in 2012. Uh, that would be a fun one, but um, th- quite, quite a bit of uh, diversity. I'll say with, yeah. with uh, that question mark, who are, who would be some teams maybe you'd like to see on uh, the schedule in the future? Um. Keep in mind for, for a lot of these teams, it's a, it's a no win situation. And yeah. so um, some teams that you think, Oh, they play us. Um, and, and for them, they look at it and kind of our history and tradition and, and uh, you know, yeah, you play real Hondo. Um, you beat them. It's like, of course you should beat them. You know, your school's 10 times their size, but if you lose, it's like, well, how'd you lose to those guys? Um, and so there, there's a little bit, tri- it's a little tricky trying to get teams to play us. And finding the right fit, you know, we can't get can't get we can't get a schedule full of teams that would um, beat us up, or we can't we can't complete a season. But man, the, the the sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned. And I would love to see us have the bodies, um, and, and we're working towards that to play anybody in the San Gabriel Valley. And um, so anybody, I mean anybody. Yeah. So um, and that'd be awesome. And if we keep going with our uh, admissions work and, and um, getting kids in 25 boys this year. Um, you know, you, you play that out in four years, theoretically, we should have a hundred boys. Um, let's say 75 of those are playing football, 35, 40 are student up varsity. I, I feel comfortable playing really anybody with, with those kind of numbers. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh-huh. The future is now. The future is now. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's get, let's get there. And we're going to help that you know, do what we can here. That's why we're having this podcast. Northview would be a lot of fun for me. A lot of family history there. Covina right up the street, you know, from Wingate right. park, of course. Yeah. Charter great, program. yeah. great program. Defending CIF champs. Uh, right. you know, great. Uh, Marcel Perez does a great job with those guys, uh, yeah. especially defensively. Um, John Lee wrote, uh, wrote it. He said, Templeton, just a little bit of history. It'd be a fun trip mm. to do great rivalry from back in the day. So I don't yeah. know if that's a possibility, a little road trip. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, go up north to uh, what is that? The Central Valley or Central yeah. Coast? Yeah, um, that'd be fun. Yeah, playing one of those teams. Um, travel games are always fun, especially if you can get it get it on the the Labor Day weekend. Parents love that. Uh, play a Friday night game and stay somewhere uh, over the weekend. So um, I think that's we did Morro Bay a few years ago. Uh, we've done gone down to San Diego a few times. Played Francis Parker. Um, so yeah, those kind of games would be fun. Templeton would be fun, you know, Central Coast. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. Great ideas, and um, yeah, definitely something to think about. Definitely for sure. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see. Now that you're the athletic director, Mark, you know, hey, you, uh, it, it lies with you, my friend, and uh, we'll see what we can. Uh, we'll see what we can do. Um, I want to ask you about uh, first of all, well, game day schedule. I want to talk about. Uh, this week, you know, school is starting and then uh, usually Thursdays are kind of your walkthrough type of things, but uh, take us to game day this Friday. Uh, you haven't had a dress rehearsal to do these things yet. What is game day like for you guys, uh, especially with the game being at home? You do got to get on a bus still. So there's that. But talk to me about game day operations uh, this Friday. Yeah. So Friday, we got it for home games, our schedule. Um, kids get out of school at two. Then we'll do um, club meeting and um, during the football season, Mr. Drain. 
still comes down and does our club meetings with all the guys together, kind of get them uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually ready for Friday night, uh, which is always good. Um, then we do, uh, uh, we do about a 45 minute nap. Um, they take a nap. So we, we, uh, dim the lights, um, let them take a nap. And some guys love that. They look forward to that so much. And so, uh, we'll take a nap and then about three 30, uh, we have a team meal on campus, which the parents do. And then it's get dressed, get taped. We do all that on campus. Um, and so we show up to care park on a Friday. It's about a 10 minute commute. Um, dressed without our pads um, and then we'll get through and just go through our game day routine once we arrive um, get out warm up come back in put the pads on and showtime so with the team meals uh with the the parents there uh they are you know back in the day we always used to go to Chili's or something but you implemented years ago about how the family's getting involved because they all want to contribute mm-hmm. so the the family will bring uh, some food for the players there, or maybe those those benches outside the weight room, and you guys will just have a nice little, little uh, yeah. fellowship and food. Yeah, it's usually on the tables uh, in, the, in the concession stand area. Um, yeah, we just eat out there, and um, yeah, power up about four four hours before the game, and um, get some carbs, get some protein, and then go. It, it's it's so cool. It's a, it's this big process, right? Game to, you know, school's out at, I remember just get me to two o'clock, man, back in the day yeah. <laughs> the two, then the process would start the five and a half hour process. And then, uh, you know, yeah. of course the game. So trying to pace uh, it out. Yeah. Yeah. Space it out. And then pregame, uh, I mean, what for you guys, uh, you guys got early outs. I mean, are, are you hitting, are you kicking? What, what is kind of the schedule when you get to care about five thirty? you guys hit the field maybe or no? Yeah. Yeah. Hit the field five thirty. Um, everyone will warm up. Then our skill guys stay out and throw. Our specialists stay out and kick. Uh, snappers, all that. They do their thing. Um, then we go back in. Final game plan review. Hydrate up. Um, and then come back out. I think it's about 20 minutes before the game. Do a little hitting. Get those pads, pads warmed up. And then, and then go. Um, we're not on the field probably as much as some teams are. Um, yeah. Again, you know, um, everyone has their own way to do it. But um, remember, our goal is to, to be fresh when the whist- fresh whistle blows. So, yeah, you, um, you, you guys know. you guys do a lot of things differently than most teams. A lot of teams have kind of a similar script. You guys are out there early and you guys come out late. I mean, most teams, mm-hmm. you know, and from the referees, we used to walk on the field about 30 minutes before and teams would just be leaving or whatever. Sometimes you guys aren't on the field. So there's like 15 minutes. You guys have this attitude of let's go out warm the pads up all right let's go like it's time it's it's an interesting approach i like it i do it fits the program well yeah yeah it's just what's worked for us you know everyone has their own routine own style and for us it's what works and um try to try to build up just kind of gradual build up throughout the day so um that's what we do and um yeah you mentioned matt the parents and the meals just want to make sure i um didn't miss that one and yeah our parents are awesome um they cover all the food for us on Thursday night and, and game day. And uh, from that, from volunteering, we had our, our football camp last night for the care kids. And, and, you know, we're overwhelmed with volunteers for that. And so uh, anytime <laughs> you put out a note, uh, we need some help. They, they, they come in, uh, come in numbers. And so that's a huge part of the, the program is just the, the support from our parents and family, the community. Yeah. They're, they're phenomenal. Feeding high school boys is, is, a tall task, you know, it's not cheap. Yeah, it's not no, cheap. Yeah. It's not cheap yeah. at all. 
So you got the Friday pregame meal. You also have the Thursday night team dinners, which you're still doing. You go to someone's house and have a meal and kind of a team meeting. Yeah, either either someone's house um, or or if uh, they prefer, we just host it at Rio. Yeah, either or. Um, cool. Yeah, we still do that. Very nice. Um, well, Mark, talk to me about uh, your team captains. Have you guys decided on that yet? I got to imagine you have. Who are who are the captains that'll be going out there for the coin toss for Rio? Yeah, so um, Ryan McCullough is one. Um, Anthony Hernandez is number two. They're both seniors. Armando Carvajal, our quarterback, and Colby Johnson, who are both juniors, are, are the four captains. Very nice. Uh, you know what? And uh, that's to me when the game is like, when I see the captains walk on the field, that's when it real it becomes real. And I'm just like, okay, here, here we go. Like, let's, <laughs> let's do this. It's yeah. like the final, you know, the click clack when you're walking out on the field on the cement or whatever. But when, you, when the two representatives for, or four representatives from each team walk out there, you know, that iconic Friday night lights uh, photo yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's no other sport has that, that, no you know, plate meeting, uh, first pitch, a tip off, but yeah. no, that like the gate right before, I don't know. I don't know. It's, yeah, me, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like gladiators assembly, you know, it's like, here we yes, go. Yeah. I like it. No, the yeah. coin toss. It's, it's a big one there. So, uh, well, great, great, uh, individual guys right there. I've talked to, uh, to each one of them, uh, mm -hmm. great leaders, um, and, and guys that are going to represent, uh, Rio very well. I noticed, uh, I don't know how much you follow Citrus College, Mark, but Alex Vasquez, one of your former players, a tight end, uh, he's he's poised to have a pretty big year uh, at Citrus College. He was a heck of a tight end, of an overall football player for you guys years ago. Yeah, he is. And um, their coach um, uh, actually called me, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, and we talked about Alex and how well he's doing. So, yeah, we're really excited for Alex. Um, big dude. And, um, that Citrus program has, has been really good for him. And we look forward to see him having really a breakout year and hopefully leading to a, uh, a playing opportunity down the road at a four-year school. So very excited for Alex. Yeah, just, you know, echoing the the point about, you know, you come to Real Hondo Prep, um, there's opportunities to play other places afterwards. If you shine mm -hmm. and Alex was one of those guys, uh, we know of course, Jonathan, and of course, Ryan McCullough next year. I mean, uh, there's great opportunities at Rio to, to land other places as well. And, uh, Mark, you mentioned it last night, uh, was the care youth league football and volleyball camp. Uh, you know, talk to me about your players contributing to that, where they, were they kind of dragging after a morning practice, having to go volunteer? Were they were they in good spirits out there? No, they, they were in great spirits, and we went we good. went pretty easy. Yet uh, Saturday morning, um, we didn't we didn't even pad up. It was in a, uh, the shorts and shirts, and so um, yeah, they were ready to go, and they did a great job with the kids. And, and they all get out there and said, "Man, this is fun." And uh, a few guys I talked to afterwards, and they did a great job. They're great role models. They were in their jerseys, and yeah, we had over a hundred kids at that camp, and uh, it was great to see them. I think that's so unique that no other school really has. Maybe you guys have camps or something uh, like, like you guys did, but these guys are also coaching kids, most of them anyway. And, and so for your football players, Mark, the opportunity to be a coach while you're playing, you have to think like a coach, right? Mm -hmm. you, you're teaching those guys to organize uh, with kids, to think and strategize. So that's got to be beneficial to your players on the field on Friday nights. Yeah, you have the obviously the service element um, and just kind of serving, but but yeah, learning how to think like a coach, and um, I think maybe 
it, it helps them understand a little bit what we go through as coaches coaching them, you know, and uh, um, I think it helps, you know, if they're like, man, I, I can't get this guy to do what I'm trying to do, or, you know, they relate, they can relate. And, and then I think, it, and then in turn helps them when we're out there with them and they think, man, I don't want to be like that kid who's uncoachable. Uh, I want to be, a, you know, someone who, who can be coached up and, um, and then it makes them think the game, you know, if you're going to be calling plays on a Saturday morning with, with eight-year-olds, you got to think through that, right. And how, how is it going to work? And so um, it, it's a really cool thing that that's part of the real Hondo experience. Oh, definitely. And so many of these guys were coached by former players and they, had the, Oh, I want to be, I want to be one of those real Hondo guys someday. And that's just a constant cycle. And one of the most unique things about real Hondo uh, for that, for that very reason. And, and also let's be honest, maybe a little to get more kids in the school. It's a good opportunity to, to, yeah. to do that as well. Hey, come be part of this. Doesn't hurt recruiting. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, uh, Mark, it's game week. Can't wait, man. Uh, I got to talk to Dylan Davis today on the pod before I brought you on the PA voice of the real Hondo prep football program and, yeah. and uh, following in his dad's footsteps. Cause I don't know about you, Mark, but that Dan Davis voice, man, when it first time he called your name, I mean, it was like, it was so <laughs> special and just hearing that voice echo throughout Milo Ann and Farna yeah. there. Yeah. That was man. That's real Hondo yeah. football, man. Yep. Yep. And it's good to see the uh, tradition being passed on. And I uh, love that Dylan picks it up, has picked it up and run with it. And, he does a great job uh, supporting our program. He heads up the paint crew on Thursday night, um, getting the field ready. And so, uh, yeah, I love Dylan and all he needs to our football program. That is cool. There's so many, it takes an army, right? There's an army of people contributing yeah. um, in some form or fashion. Kyle Clark, Kyle Horton and uh, Clark Bollinger last week on the pod talking about the broadcasting. That was, <laughs> that was a blast. They've, they've improved and done uh, and are, and are, taking the program to the next level too. So, so many contributions from all over, right? Yeah, all over. Yep. We need uh, parents, staff, alumni, everyone contributes to a, a great experience, fan experience for Friday night. And uh, yeah, we couldn't do it without them. Hey man. Well, Mark, this Friday is the home opener. You have some information to uh, relay to fans, uh, people planning mm -hmm. on attending the game of, of how, how to do so and think some changes, right? This uh, upcoming season. Yeah, so um, we're doing our ticketing through um, hometownticketing.com, and um, it's an app you'll need to get. We encourage um, – yeah, Matt's going to pull it up. There's the app, and, yeah, if you if you search for Rujano Prep, uh, come up. I'm like, if I can find the camera right there. Um, come up looking like that and have our schedule on there, and um, – we encourage everyone to buy season tickets and you have to do one purchase and the season tickets are actually cheaper. Um, so uh, the tickets are $10, $10 a game. But if you do a season tickets, it's $30 uh, so far for home games. Um, went, this, went with this just to really um, streamline our ticketing and, and um, our gates uh, make it easier. And um, we know it's a, a slight hassle to get on and do that. But once you, um, you do, it'll be real easy and you can even transfer the tickets. Um, so let me see if you can, if you're on there, Matt, you could search. Um, yeah, you're on a desktop. I just did it through the app. Let's see. Yeah. Let me see if I can do it on the, uh, Google play. Let's try that. 
Okay, so I can install it here, yeah. I think. On yeah. The... There you go. Install. Install. All right. There we go. Um, yeah, install. And I don't know if this will come up. Purchase as an app through. Yes. Um, save. Hometown will be installed on your device. Okay, so pretty simple. And yeah, just awesome. to... So with the season ticket, because there's four home, I'm, I'm not good at math. I went to yeah. uh, to Rio, but uh, <laughs> four, <laughs> four home games at $10 a piece, it's $40. But if you buy a season ticket, you're saving $10. So yeah. only $30, right? And, and the hassle of purchasing one each week, you just have it on your phone and show it. And um, yeah, you can also transfer these tickets. If you have a, a family friend or relative coming into town, you can send them a ticket. They got to download the app, but um or they can just screenshot it. It'll all be barcode. So uh, Friday night, it's cashless. So you have to show up. And even if you show up um, without it, you'd have to just download it, download it. But you see it takes minutes and then get a ticket and go. So hopefully we can get the word out um, to get this done. And yeah, and then moving forward, it'll be very easy. And any any real event, um, we're going to use this, um, you know, even for like the drama production in the in the winter we'll use this for your tickets um if we charge for a basketball game we'll use it and so um all real real fans yeah just make make it easy on yourself and get get this out it looks like hometown fan install on more devices so looks like there's two one is hometown fan or hometown gate which one is it mark let me just verify it is hometown fan. Yeah. Hometown fan. Okay. Yeah. So digital ticketing for school. So yeah, either way, it should be self-explanatory how to sign up. Um, mm -hmm. and, and again, uh, if, if you're coming to, to one game this year, uh, it might as well come to two, right? Cause you got to download the app and everything anyway. So, um, exactly. that, that's just, it's just, you guys are doing this as just a way to make things what easier, make it just, a little more yeah just streamline the process of uh getting people in um and we can count attendance by it and um eliminate the need for for a bunch of different cash drawers at the games and um it's real easy i've been to high school games where they've had it and it's very easy very simple real clean once you once you figure it out as a as a fan yeah so for the visiting fans i mean say, what yeah, same thing they yeah. They show up. Hey, here's the app. Download, please. We don't have any cash. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 2022. This might upset some people. I know a few already who might be a little, uh, <laughs> but, but Hey, yeah. Hey, we, we compensate and adjust and that's what, uh, we have friends yeah. of friends and for, yeah. so have oh. some friends help you out if you need help doing it. But, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure there'll be some uh, tech wizard there to help, uh, <laughs> help things go. Uh, well, Mark, it is, uh, it's game week, man. It's here. I, I, it, in a way it flies by, but at the same time, it's like, let's just get to this, uh, this kickoff yeah. already. Yeah. And yeah, we're already getting butterflies already excited about, uh, Friday night. I, I haven't asked you this, uh, or didn't prepare you for this Mark, but I, I did have a question that I wrote down. Um, mm -hmm. just the thought I had, you've been, uh, the head coach four years, or this will be your fifth year. I believe this is my fifth. Okay. So yeah. in those, in the four previous years, we'll say. In those years as head coach, what are some of the lessons you have learned? Uh, maybe some of the 
not changes, but just it's a, whether you've coached forever, it's been your entire mm-hmm. life, but to be the head coach of real Hondo, um, you know, the buck stops with you. And uh, I'm sure there's been some lessons learned over those years. Um, yeah. Can't be organized enough. Um, you know, uh, if you overorganize, that's always a good thing rather than being underorganized or less prepared. <laughs> but I think that's a good lesson. Um, keeping the, um, yeah, just loving the guys. I think that's a big, big lesson. And, uh, whether you win or lose and, and, uh, from your starter, um, to your, to your role player, to your bench player, to your manager, um, really just focusing on, um, love and care for every, every one of those guys that comes in our program and, and they're all equally important. And, um, we want, want to confer that to them as coaches, but also, uh, make sure the fans understand, um, their value to our team and our program, um, whether they're playing a lot or not. Um, so I think mm. that's something that, that I've learned to try to do better at. Um, you know, what else? Um, good things happen when you run the ball, you know, <laughs> that's, that's one. Um, yeah, there's a ton of stuff, but yeah, if, if I, if I had more time to think about it, I could probably. Sure. No, no, no. And you, you, you are very organized. You're a details guy because you do know that, that all that stuff, little things, a bunch of little things add up mm-hmm. to be uh, big things. Right. So to, to yeah, equal big things. And football is not, you know, um, you make one key mistake at the wrong time. It, it, could, it could cost you the game or that's mm-hmm. really in, in other sports. It doesn't really work that way um, as much, I think, as magnified. But but um, one <laughs> big mistake can cost you the game. And so, yeah, uh, you did something with your practices um, at the end of practice doing conditioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had you had the guys. Uh, try to hit a golf ball, uh, just hit it at this trash can. Yeah. Uh, and if they hit the trash can, you guys are done running or done conditioning. And you, and you, after each sprint, you move it a little closer. Um, wh- where'd you come up? How, how long have you been doing stuff like that? Uh, do you, do you mix it up and have a different challenge at the end of every practice? What's the story behind that? You know what? Just uh, not every time, but you know, the dog days of the summer and right. You're just trying to get them through it and have some fun. Um, um, safe to say we a golf team is not in real near future um because those guys were, were, were brutal but um uh, yeah we've done that we've done have them have them chip um one representative from each class and then if they make whoever the closest is that class doesn't have to run i'm um, really just an idea just to to kind of keep it keep it fresh and keep it light and um have some fun right and uh, if they if they happen to get it they happen to get it. hey guys you know you got, you got your conditioning off but um like I said, we aren't, we aren't anywhere close to a golf team. And so um, they pretty much got all the running in until we got it within like five feet and then someone finally hit it. So I talked to some other, uh, you know, alumni about this and they yeah. said, um, they said there were some challenges from coach Co- used to have these like team building challenges, right. Where it was like, uh, Hey, if you guys do this, then we're done with practice and all kinds of challenges to get, to get uh, through the conditioning as well. Yeah, yeah. So you just, I don't know, just come up with different things. You see it or hear about another team doing it. Um, you know, us coaches, we always steal stuff from other teams. And I think I saw it. I think it was like a um, college program or an NFL team was doing this. And so I'll just try that. So, yeah. <laughs> Keeping high school guys uh, interested, yeah. right? Yeah. And all that good yeah. stuff. 
Uh, well, well, Mark, the season is here. Um, it's game week. I will probably see you Wednesday night. Still doing Wednesday night practices. Yeah. Okay. Six thirty. Under the lights. Yeah, I'll be there for. That'll probably be my my one appearance of the week uh, during practices. Yeah. But I can't thank you enough for all the access. I know fans have loved some of the behind the scenes uh, videos mm-hmm. and things, the interviews. National Guard was at practice. Who was you guys? Also had a. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, someone, uh, someone in ministry stopped by and speak to your team. Was that a few weeks ago or when was that Christian? Oh, uh, one of, that was um, one of our parents, Josh Tafflinger, his son, Joshua is a junior, great football player. Our uh, Mike linebacker, um, tight end O-line. Um, he's also a, um, our alternate captain. Um, if one of our captains were to go down, um, but yeah, he's from fellowship of Christian athletes. He worked for FCA. And so uh, he brought pizza for the guys and then, um, and they gave him a little inspirational talk. So uh, it was really good. Wow. Veteran dad there. He knows how to uh, get kids to listen, bring pizza anytime, right? Food, food, man, food uh, that, that I noticed he had an Instagram page uh, F- FC fellowship of Christian athletes, real Hondo. And he was putting some good content on there. So I was curious who that was. And uh, it mm-hmm. seems like Rio's really implementing Again, Rio Hondo is building Christian leaders since 1960 or something, whatever, right? 64, yeah. 64. Yeah. That, that's the like, is that like the school motto now? No, no. It's just um, maybe our, you know, our tagline on our website or whatever. But yeah, just kind of, but yeah. It, uh, it makes, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's cool just to see everything going here. And uh, yeah. I will see you Wednesday night. If not, I will definitely see you Friday, a little pregame maybe show there on the sidelines and uh, let's get this thing going coach. Let's go. Thanks, Matt. I'll see you Friday. Go get him. Thank you. Well, who is ready for some football? Let's go enough practicing enough talking. Let's play real tackle football and go play another team. I'm ready to rock and roll. Hope you guys are as well. Uh, for those attending in person in yes, in person, you people attending in person, uh, again, the hometown app, easy to do, easy to download. You can purchase your tickets well ahead of schedule. And, uh, I'm sure there's people out there who will be groaning about this, but, uh, after it's all set up and done and you've even purchased your tickets, you'll probably be like, Oh man, this is pretty, pretty easy, pretty convenient. So, uh, don't forget to download the app, spread the, spread the word. And I'll, I'll remind everybody that each and every week here on the podcast of how to watch the game uh, in person, how to attend the game, I should say. But if you want to watch the game online, I said this on some uh, other social media uh, posts I made, the NFHS network. If you go there, it's an $11.99 subscription. So 12 bucks, again, attending in person is 10. So pretty good deal here $12 a month. Uh, I think there's four games each month, right? So pretty good deal there. Uh, Clark Bollinger and Kyle Horton will be doing the play-by-play and color commentary. Uh, It'll be very similar to the Facebook live videos that you saw from Robert Bray in the past, but it's an official broadcast now on the NFHS network. Uh, It has some issues at times. I know as long as you, what I've seen, my experience, I tried it out Friday night a few times with other schools and watching the Almani game and such. But if you put the game on and you kind of leave it alone, don't, don't back out of it. Um, it should work just fine. It might freeze here and there, but uh, I watched last year's Charter Road game again. Um, that was officially broadcast on NFHS, and it seemed to be uh, working just fine. So those guys put a lot of hard work in. And again, tw- 12 bucks a month for uh, August, September, October. 
and then maybe even a little bit of uh, of November uh, should uh, the postseason uh, extend, which we hope it does. Um, but you can cancel anytime. So twelve bucks to watch the game on- online at home um, from the the comfort of your own couch is uh, is a pretty cool scenario. Not many other schools uh, do the type of broadcast that Rio does. So. Uh, that's the best way to watch the game, whether it's a home game, away game. I believe Clark and Kyle will be bringing you all of the action. So that's how to watch and uh, attend real games, guys. You need an app on the hometown fan app or uh, a subscription to NFHS.org. Easy stuff to sign up for. And uh, it's just right at your fingertips. There plenty of uh, ways and options to follow the Real Hondo Prep football team. I hope you will do so this Friday night. Game one, guys, against the El Monte Lions, who are 0-1 and uh, kind of the neighbors to the, what would that be? The neighbors to the north, to the north. I'm brutal sometimes, the north and south. Neighbors to the south. Let's try that again. Not the north. That's not a direction. Uh, neighbors to the south, the El Monte Lions uh, coming in to play the Real Hondo Prep Cares on Friday night, 7 o'clock sharp. The sun will be setting. It'll probably be warm out there. But for those of you who have, who have not seen a game, at Care Park there in Irwindale. Pretty cool setting. Got the Santa Fe Dam right there. Um, picnic tables kind of in the end zones. It's a it's a nice setup, and uh, I'm sure it will expand here in the future, but a nice place to kick off the 2022 season. We'll see you guys at the game Friday. I will have a pregame show probably on YouTube Live, this YouTube channel, around 5.30, maybe 5.45. You know, me getting set up is always a challenge. So I'm going to try to do that and be done around 6.15, maybe 6.30 if I extend it. That way you can watch that show. Uh, If you can't do it live, you can tune in about 6.15 and should be able to watch that whole show uh, leading up to the game on the NFHS network if you cannot – uh, attend but if you are if you are there come say hello maybe i'll even put a microphone in your face and get your thoughts uh on the upcoming season with the real hondo prep football team we're done talking about it the time is now the place is here let's kick this thing off guys it is it is it is now or never no more no more waiting the wait is over it's time to play some football guys have a great rest of your week i'll be posting some videos on wednesday night maybe thursday morning from wednesday night wednesday night's practice if I, if I'm able to get out for that. Um, and then I'll definitely have a pregame show going Friday. So send me your questions or content or topic or whatever, um, all week charge to keep pod at gmail.com is the best place to reach me. Also, you can send in a voice message on anchor, look in the episode notes below. And of course, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, however you follow us, uh, please, uh, continue to, to, uh, check out content there. I'll be having score updates and things like that on the, uh, social media apps, Uh, throughout the evening but if you haven't done so already we have a lot already but subscribe to the uh, podcast on youtube channel it doesn't cost anything just click subscribe it'll just mean you get alerts and uh, that's how you follow us on audio as well most of you guys know this but i just repeat it just uh just because anyway enough from me guys i will see you friday night at care park and if not you will at least see me on the get home excuse me the charge to keep uh podcast platforms but guys as always This is your friendly reminder to be humble in victory and gracious in defeat because we always have a charge to keep.